0: welcome to the bedpost podcast i'm your host as always aaron pym here at the bedpost podcast i like to bring fun sexy guests into my bedroom to have a more in-depth conversation about sex and sexuality this week i have part one of a two-parter with my fantastic guest uh, my friendly neighborhood Kinky, Polly, Sex Worker, Whiskey. This is just part one I'm releasing this week. We just had such a great conversation. We talk about sex work. We're talking about all the uh, recent sexual content bans online. We talk about um, where that is all coming from. It's coming from SESTA and FOSTA. So it's some important uh, information to get out there and some uh, perspective from someone that it is actually currently affecting So uh, this is part one that you're going to hear. Um, One edit that Whiskey wanted to say is that she is a full-service sex worker. She wanted to um, make that clear for the listener. Uh, It was important that that was defined for her. So here is part one of a two-parter with Whiskey. Whiskey. Um, okay, I would like to, to give some context to the listeners, okay. uh, talk about how we met, how I came across you, how the universe uh, <laughs> um, lately has been telling me to connect with you. Like, I've been seeing you everywhere. So, first, I I did come across you as our our friendly
1: neighborhood sex club. Oh, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think, uh, yeah, our circles overlap generally with that, I think. Yeah, on the pie chart. Yeah. They they overlap just a little there. The hinge is oasis always. Yeah, yeah, (laughs) yeah, yeah, that's fair. And then
0: um, I had the pleasure of co-hosting Tell Me Something Good with Claire A.H., which is a sexy storytelling evening. (laughs) And you were in attendance and you told a
1: story. I did. And I, well, I told many because I, at first I wasn't, I was just going to go because it's close to my house. And, <laughs> and
0: it's a good, it's a fun yeah, little show. Yeah.
1: It sounded like my kind of event. And then um, I got there and I was like, I don't think I have, I have too many stories. And then I went, I'll just make an anthology. I'll just tell them all. <laughs> yeah, basically. Because I was like, they're too short. And, yeah. you know, everyone there was telling very evocative, like long tales. And then mm-hmm. I was like, no, I'll just make this like an anthology thing and, uh, went through some of my like favorite and like most memorable, um, sessions with clients. Yes. And, uh, yeah, cause it, it's so funny. Like, um, cause I was like, I'm not at a shortage of like stories to tell, but then <laughs> I, I was, yeah. but then I couldn't, but then they blur together. I've been doing this, uh two or three years now so they start to blur together yeah. and same with your personal ones as well so you're just like wait, wait what was that. Up? <laughs> Or Or just, like, basic, like, um, was that my first time, dude? No, no, I did that before, but that's at work, it doesn't count. Like, you know, you do stuff like that where, you know, it's all technically sex, but, you know, they just, you have to keep the delineations slightly Of course, Clear, so, yeah, I was, uh, yeah, I picked a couple of my favorites. And then I was like,
0: oh, she's a sex worker.
1: Oh, yeah. (laughs) All all right, all right. And then, yeah,
0: and then the third time I came across you, I had the, uh, I had another pleasurable experience of, of, um, I had Evgenia from Spirit Sex Lab (laughs) on the podcast very recently. Yeah, I saw. And yeah, she, um, you know, she has some videos uh, available where she's doing (laughs) multiple energy orgasms. Yeah. And so, of course, I'm doing some like a deep dive on all her social media before I interview her. And I'm like, on one of the videos, you bottomed. For one of the, one of her <laughs> sessions in one of the videos. Yeah. And I'm like, damn, there's whiskey again.
1: Yeah. Like, damn. Okay, I have to get a hold of this girl.
0: Cause, cause like, oh my God. Pleasure
1: experience, pleasurable experience is a, is a good way to phrase that. Can I ask you, I, I know,
0: I know you're obviously not an expert on, on the, the chakras and the, and the,
1: oh, all, all the, all the, sci- the theory, all the yeah. energy
0: uh, stuff, but just, can you tell me this, like how did that feel for you?
1: It was uh, it was neat. Um, it was bizarre because it was so physiological. Like it was not conscious, really. Interesting. Yeah, it really, your body just takes over and does it for you. It's bizarre. It's literally. So she's getting you to like deep breathe and, and Kegels. Kegel, clench your Kegels. Yeah, and that, mm-hmm. just do that over and over. Mm-hmm. And then basically, you're working your body up into a state of orgasm, like an orgasmic state. So then it just does it. Wow. <laughs> like, and like, I should be clear that also, like, I'm not an amateur. (laughs) Like I, (laughs) you know, how to your body work? Yes. Yes. I may do this for a living and perform (laughs) on camera and other things. So, uh, yeah, I've gotten used to squirting on command and things like that. But like, I promise that's not what that was. Like I mostly, it's, it's the same, uh, motion. It was the same, uh, like when I do try to like squirt purposefully, it's the same idea, but um, I wasn't doing that purposefully. It was literally just you're clenching and you're breathing. And then all of a sudden you're like, oh, there it goes. Okay. Um, it's happening. Okay. Um, and it's like a full-blown orgasm. And she's guiding you the whole way. Yeah, and, for sure. Yeah, and she's doing her energy healer thing. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, and even just like um, grounding you with like a little bit of touch like she would touch my stomach and kind of like tell me where to direct the breathing and things the like focus, that. Focus like in the energy. Yeah, way. so she's oh. definitely guiding you through it. Through it. Um wow. but it was it was interesting. <laughs> And she
0: <laughs> said to me she was like because i um i at the time didn't say oh i know her oh <laughs> <laughs> you know? Uh, but uh or i might have said oh i yeah i've someone in your videos i knew one of the yeah. <laughs> people in she's like um she said um i was like oh yeah in one of your videos uh somebody actually squirted from oh, yeah. multiple energy orgasms and she's like can i tell you something she's like i thought i was the only person that could do that <laughs> so you were the the other I, I person. I was. You were the
1: person. She was very complimentary, and um I was like very humble because she just going. She kept going. That was amazing, and I was like, <laughs> she's like, I thought I was the only one who could do that. Yeah. And I was like, I mean, it's more like it's harder to get me to stop doing it. <laughs> like, <laughs> it's a lot harder for me. Like that actually. I'm not even joking. That actually was like a problem in my personal life for a little bit, where I would because like if you have long term partners. Mm-hmm. Um, Or just like sexual friendships, whatever. They're cool with you and your body generally and they know what it does. So like, or they like it and they're like, oh my God, like, yeah, that's why I'm here. And you're like, yes, sweet. (laughs) Um, But if you're just having like one night stands or like very casual people, uh, I would be like wedding beds. And like, I was just like, I'm so sorry. You were hitting my G spot really well. Um, I, that was actually small because I was trying to hold back. So like, um, I'm really sorry. And uh, most people are nice and go, just, we'll get a towel. But, like, you know, you don't want to be, you have to, like, it's, I make a mess. It's not, yeah. <laughs> like, not to brag, but it's, you know. Is that something you would, like, tell people about beforehand? Yeah. You would try to warn people yeah. at least? Yeah, I do, actually. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I because mean, that, one of the benefits of Oasis is the furniture. Oh, yeah. So they don't. You can squirt all day <laughs> and then not, yeah, not make anyone upset. Oh, and there, there's, like, claps and, like, people are, like, you know, like, I did a spectator set where um, it happened and it was just, like, a big one, like a geyser-type one that happens sometimes, and I love those, but, like there a lot and uh it happened and i just heard someone go oh shit (laughs) and like some people go and like gasp and uh i'm an exhibitionist so obviously i'm like yes you're like yeah yeah i'm like that's right yeah (laughs) Uh yeah that's right where i'm I'm like i don't need to flex yeah but (laughs) but yeah like i even told her i was like that that might be a thing and uh your poor pillows and she just went no she was i luckily she was excited to it yeah Yeah, because we because um we did like warm up before that where she was just showing me the technique and uh, and it happened then and that she was <laughs> yeah it happened in that and wow. she it happened really quickly too it happened within like 5 or 10 minutes cuz you wow. you're just squeezing your the muscles that do it and that's enough to do for you eh yeah wow yeah i mean i'm i'm grateful in that like i didn't grow up with a ton of like sexual shame and i think we undervalue how much that actually has to do with orgasm and Mm -hmm. just arousal and why yeah yeah and yes because I I've had people I've had people ask me like how do you come so much from penetration and I'm like what do you mean like it's great and it's just like we all have I mean and it's not and it's characterized often as a female thing Mm -hmm. it's not I can say as a, a professional sex worker who does this for a living and who's done this for years I used to, <laughs> I used to call myself the 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 dick whisperer, <laughs> the boner yeah. whisperer because it's so shockingly common how many of these people will have trouble. And it might just because they're excited. Like it's just because they're putting a lot of like importance and they're excited and they're nervous, nervous and yeah. yeah. And they're thinking about it. So you, a lot of it is honestly going, shh, it's so calm down. Like, let's do something else. Like, you know, cause some people get upset and very like, you know, like I want this to be, they want it to be good. Right. They don't, they mm-hmm. want to have sex and like, yeah. You know, and, like, also for a lot of people I see that's... I'm the chance they get to do it. So, like, you know, like, there's some people who just don't have access to sex as much as others. So for sure. Yeah, and guess what? Those people get sex workers a lot. So yeah. and some ways that's the only way they get laid. So it's uh you want it to be good and so you kinda have to like really Yeah, what do you do in that sort of a situation? You really have to just be empathetic and you can't there's a stereotype of like You know, like, what's wrong with you? You know that doesn't help. No, never helps. So never say that. Never, please, please. (laughs) If you want to be a good sexual partner, do not ever blame your partner for their physical state. Like, it's okay. Yeah, you You can can do other stuff, lick each other's butts. Like, there are options. (laughs) There there are lots of things (laughs) that are good. Yes. So that's what you say to them. You say, okay, well. Let's do something else. Yeah, let's do something else. And it's just supposed to feel good. Don't worry about it. Like, because some people can't come either. So you have to be like, well, did it feel good? And they go, yeah. And then you'll go, well, that's, that's what it's about. Yeah, that's what's important. I just want to be here with you right now. Yeah. So you really have to be there for the emotional labor and, the, and just be empathetic and really um, direct them. Cause they'll, you know, you, and, or, or just basically like a lot of times I'll be like, do you like your balls licked or like, do you want to go down on me? And then surprise, surprise, they comes back. Yeah. yeah, yeah. When they're not thinking about it. So that's really the, the key. Um, uh, yeah, it's really, I take the focus off of that. It's a problem. Yes. Yeah, because yeah, it's yeah. not, it's not a problem. No, it's yeah. just your state and like, it just happens. And, uh, yeah sometimes i don't have geyser squirts sometimes it's like nothing so it's everybody's your body's in constant flux and you just yeah there can
0: be yeah there can be so many reasons why oh yeah like like even for example like some uh, people that are vulva and vagina owners um are like oh well i'm not lubricating i'm not wet so something's yeah. wrong with me. It's no, like, girl, you could have just not drank enough water that yeah. day. Yeah. Like it could be, it could be so like, it could be a thousand different hormonal reasons. Yeah. Like, like <laughs> uh, there are 101 reasons
1: yeah. why you could not be lubricating, um, even though you yeah. are turned on and you know, that happens to me all the time that when I was, uh, first starting to have sex, that was such a misnomer where I was yes. like, I'm so turned on right now but I would tear all the time because I just wasn't doing safe sex where I was, like, lubing up or... And, like you can feel, like, sometimes you do get wet, but that doesn't mean it travels to the areas where... That need. Need the, the extra, yeah. Of, like, lubrication, yeah. yeah 100%. Yeah. I've had, I've squirted and still need, been, like, lube. Like, <laughs> yeah, I've been, like, drenched and still been, like, no, 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 you're not, we're not skipping this step because I've learned not to. <laughs> yes. Like, yeah, and, like... I'm uh, wet, but I'm not that kind of wet. <laughs> or not, I'm, you know, I'm not uh, too big to admit I need help. <laughs> yeah, yeah like, it uh, my pussy needs help sometimes as yeah. everyone's does like i'm i've been in sex retail um
0: for a long time and so many vulva vagina owners come in and they're like well i that that don't want to have to buy lube
1: right it's don't want to have to use why are we, lube i don't understand this i mean i get it but we put so much pressure on ourselves for yes. this stuff where it's like it's not Just use a bit of lube yeah it's really not a hard <laughs> step or like the, the idea that that's unsexy yeah. We have to stop to put a condom on or or put lube on, and it's like that it ruins the mood. Yeah, so. and I don't I don't get that because you just laugh and it. it's a hundred percent. I don't think there's any sexual. I like to say like all my sexual encounters are a story. And like, there's always going to be like, that's what makes sex great is that there's little bits where you're laughing and you're, it's silly and it's like, yeah, have you ever, <laughs> it is so weird. It's funny. It's like, just like- fluids and weird alien monsters going smoosh And like, <laughs> yeah. you know, it's just like tons of, you know, and like, I think like, like farting during bed. Yeah. I remember like that happening and I was like, what do I do the first time that ever happened? And I go, what do I do? And then I go oh you just laugh and then <laughs> laugh. who doesn't think that's funny yeah and uh, or hopefully if they don't then it's kind of like oh why are they here you know yeah it's a good way to weed out people that aren't
0: cool <laughs> if they if you can... don't laugh at my farts <laughs> I do I do
1: have a I do have a vague rule about that where like um, if we fuck and then um, we're like cleaning up after whatever and you're not cool for me to like pee or, like, watch me pee, I'm like, oh, fuck you. <laughs> like, you just, yeah, like, I'm not closing the door. You're going to watch me pee. Like, or, like, yes. or like just wash your hands next to me. It's fine. Yeah. Like, I don't. Uh... First of all, I need to pee <laughs> for, yeah. like, health. Yes, yes. Yes. Exactly. We need <laughs> to pee.
0: Yeah. Men vagina owners yes. Need to pee after. Abs- absolutely. Like fuck you.
1: Yeah. <laughs> and I'm not gonna like stop that. And I have no shame. Yeah. You know, I'll just walk around to like not cover up. I'm like, why? Like, it yeah. Make, why would I? We yeah. Just it doesn't yeah. make sense. Yeah. So I think uh, I think that's that's definitely something I've learned is how much pressure people like yeah. put on themselves all the time and it's really not necessary. <laughs> yeah.
0: And I, I can see especially like if you're paying for a sex worker, like, how they could be building that up. Oh, God, and yeah. And just putting a lot of pressure on, like, I'm spending however much money. Yeah. And you've made the appointment, mm-hmm. and it's coming, and oh, my God, it's tomorrow. Oh, my God, it's in an hour or whatever. Yeah. And I can imagine there being a lot of pressure built up.
1: You can especially see. Especially
0: for, like, if they don't have sex. And yeah. especially if it's for,
1: like, they're hiring somebody. Uh, especially if they can't come. That's yeah. one thing that is, you know, that is, that's something that's so hard and, like, heartbreaking because it's, like, it's such a normal physiological thing. Quote, unquote, and normal. Need. Like, that's, Fair. The,
0: that's the script that we're yeah. told. That we have, know yeah, men when women have sex and man must come and that's yeah. done. For sure. <laughs> and it's over. And it's, like. Yeah. I'm... No, it doesn't have to be that way. You don't have to. It's okay. Yeah. It's abso- not a problem. Just
1: relax. Yeah. It's, it's not
0: weird. It's not not no. normal.
1: Yeah, that's one thing that that was, um, you know, when I started working was you see the patterns and you just go like, oh, we have no idea. Our scripts don't match up with, sex, like, what sex actually is at all. Because, um, yeah, like, you meet so many configurations of people as well because, like, um, I'll say, like, for example, okay. I, um, I've i had sessions with people who can't come because of medications. Yeah,
0: that's another thing, yeah.
1: Yeah, and mm-hmm. I've gotten them there sometimes, and, like, the relief and the how meaningful it is to them is incredibly humbling and sweet, and it's, um, I don't take it for granted. Like, it's one of those things that I actually really like about my job, is mm-hmm. you see people in pain, and you can relieve that for a little bit. Mm-hmm. And, um, but, like, another... Uh, person had uh, was on an oxygen tank wow. and he had an orgasm by himself for like two years or more and like we just like went very slow and whenever he had difficulty breathing we just like stopped and then we kept going and I was like no I'm gonna I'm gonna at least make it feel good like I want this to be good and it was it was very sweet and sensual and like it I was happy to be there and honored and uh, you feel honored you feel like because they're being very vulnerable. vulnerable yes. Yeah. Nice. yeah, I mean sex workers really do see a lot of misery and it's not you have to be pretty strong to get through some of it because it's you're dealing with people's really inner pain about because we because we do think of sex differently. We do think, you know, we do put it on this higher plane or this very not necessarily entitlement, well, some people, but most of us, I think, but, <laughs> but yeah, it's, it's hard when it's such a vital human experience and like that. some people don't have easy access to at all. Yeah. Yeah. And, or by themselves, you know, it's different if I don't get laid for a while, it's like, okay, I can stay home and, you know, I can <laughs> band aid over it. I can, you know, attend to my own needs, but, you know, um, I had a session literally only a couple weeks ago and the guy hadn't penetrated anyone or eaten anyone out in 10 years. Wow. Yeah. And, like, I got to do that, and I was just, like, so happy. Like, it was it was a great session where I was like, I love my job. Yeah. And you walk away feeling, like, really great, and it's, uh, it's not... Yeah, the, the idea that this job is something that people do for easy money or for, I don't know, just... Uh, monetary reasons or transactional reasons or they don't care like that's so f- I find the career career people who do it that's really not the case I mean definitely it's a motivator like I have expensive medication it's part of it. yeah I have expensive medications I'm not gonna lie and doing that with normal labor or through the government would be difficult yeah yeah and it just you know, it's, but it's also, I like really enjoy it and I'm good at it. And I, it's really like my dream job. <laughs> like
0: <laughs> And there's and there's so much value. There's so much value on that type of work. Like beyond even just people don't have access to, to sex and to like penetrating somebody. A lot of people don't have access to like being close, touch. closeness, touch. touch intimacy with yeah. the person like yeah. we're t- you're talking about vulnerability like yeah. just being close to someone yeah like just uh, some people don't have regular access to actually being in a room with a woman that you see a lot and, and talking to them yep. and
1: yeah being just alone in a, yeah. yeah it's for sure I mean yeah just touching or even being close to and you can tell and it's um it's funny, I used to take, ad- not take advantage, I won't say take advantage, but I used to, um, while I had them there in cuddles and like that happy of like, oh my god, soft creature that I get to, you know, and I'm getting touched so I'm like happy as well, um, I would give a little like feminist, <laughs> to me. I would try to educate them and go like, sex work is real work and it can be done ethically and... As long as there's, like, no exploitation and it's consensual and, you know, everyone's respectful and, you know, and then giving them the feminist talk or they would say something like, you know, that's, like, uh, a misnomer and you go, that's not true. Like, you know, because they're, they're post-orgasm, so it's, like, the best time to try to teach somebody.
0: <laughs> Femin- you try to plant your... Yeah. <laughs> feminist politics
1: where you're, where you're just going, like, I read those articles all the time and I'm like, yeah, I used to do that. I used to totally... I don't as much... Because you don't do it with everybody, because that's not why everyone's there, and yeah. some you can tell people aren't susceptible tons of times. You're when like th- people aren't receiving, ready to receive. No, yeah, yeah. yeah. and yeah. it's emotional labor. <laughs> it's labor, right? So you don't want to do that for anyone, but like sometimes you get really sweet people who just are not informed, or don't have the background, or and you're like, hey. don't talk to women, yeah. so or any queer folk, and so, excuse me. It's just, like, a basic, um, you can just do kind of the 101 stuff, and it's, like, it's not, it's good, because, yeah, they'll listen, and they'll, um, or, or they'll just be, like, one thing I hear all the time, like, um, which is flattering, and I'm, like, yeah, I, I'm good at my job, but, like, uh, one thing is, like, women aren't like you, or, like, um, they'll, they'll comment on the squirting, or they'll comment about just, like, you know, the, cause uh, you know, I try to make a very sex positive space and I don't bullshit. I don't talk shit about other people's shit. I always go like, yeah, that's fine. That's normal. You know, not necessarily normal, but it's, I mean, technically, uh, deviations are the norm, right? With sex. I mean, there's more kinky, weird shit that people are into than normal. not. Yeah. Right. (laughs) Like that's really the norm. Right. I think, uh, Dan Savage says that where he says, uh, yeah, the deviance is actually the norm with mm-hmm. sex or something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, so you're, you're trying to get these people to open up about that stuff because a, a lot of them are just trying stuff out. Like, I'm not a dom, but I get tons of people who will Dink, ask. Asking for kink, yeah. Yeah, or, like, crushing or, like... Yeah, trampling. Yeah. Type stuff, yeah. Oh, I love trampling so much. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Don't we all? Yeah. yeah, foot stuff's, like, my favorite. <laughs> 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 um, yeah, so, uh, so you do try to make them feel that way but then they'll comment about like how rare that is or just with other women and they'll talk about they'll try to like talk you up by talking other people down it's like no 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 yeah Yeah. and I go actually that's not true like no other women's into this stuff and you're like oh Oh. (laughs) sweetheart (laughs) oh they're wow okay um should I show you the fanfics that I read when I was 15 because that's more common than not.
0: <laughs> like, you know, where yeah, you're, you're like... not like other girls. It's like, really? Tell me what other uh, girls are yeah, like. Yeah, where you're like... Dagger
1: eyes <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Where you're like, this norm no. of us being frigid bitches is like just so old and such a misunderstanding of what female sexuality is where it's like um you know that with all these lies about like not as horny as men or blah 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 and that's so societal like that's the script we're all taught yeah and it's complete bullshit as any woman or any like one will like tell you who's ever you know had sex with someone who's into it like (laughs) like just on a physiological level like how many times do you come how many times do i come uh, yeah. it's queer that, you know... I mean, that's the, the one of the main arguments of Sex at Dawn, right? Yeah. Where it's like, come on, just it's pretty basic. But the script is so inundated. It's in all our society, too. It's just not yeah. about sex. It's just all about... Yeah. yeah, being submissive and passive. Yeah. Right? It's it's and polite so... polite and... Yeah, yeah. And which are just... And um, that men ha- can take up the space yeah. and... Yeah, because because they've been free from the repercussions of it for most of history. And the real truth is um, the reason women are more hesitant or whatever or, you know, is because we faced violence if we stepped out of line. Like, it's not like I think that's such a point that's important to press on, that it's It's really the threat of violence. It's not anything to do with our bodies or our brains or it's literally ideology and just learned behavior of like, oh, of watching it and like experiencing it. And everyone has, I think, um, some version of it where you're shamed or told that you're weird or, you know, like when I found out about poly and I found out about like hypersexuality and stuff like that, I was like oh, I'm not broken. <laughs> exactly. Uh, this is fine. You know, I was like, oh, this makes, yes, this explains it. Because I always knew deep down, like, be- like, do you ever get asked the question, like, um, when did you know you were kinky? Yeah. Right? That's yeah. so many people ask that question. Yeah. And I go, like, I always answer, when I was five years old, yeah, I tied always. my- yeah, like, first of all, I've been masturbating since I was, like, three or four years old wow, and, like, yeah. was conscious of it. And yeah. I, like, humped everything and then I moved on to hands. Yeah. Like, I just, as a, was a very sexual child. And our, our, what we're taught about children and their sexuality is, so, children are very sexual. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Very sexual yeah. creatures. And we're taught right from square one. No, that they're bad not. Bad
0: yeah, yeah, touch.
1: yeah. Don't touch. Yes, 100%. We don't do that. Yeah, we don't do that. Mm-hmm. And uh, don't have your legs open. And, you yeah. know, I saw my Close uncle's. Your legs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 And, uh, I was lucky that thankfully I didn't get, um, negative. I just did it and I was fine. And, uh, my parents didn't, you know, reprimand me or anything, yeah. which thank God, cause I think that would have been a nightmare and I would have been a totally different person, yeah. but for sure. Yes. Um, at that age, oh, yeah. you're just a sponge soaking up yeah. information. I didn't so even, yeah. because you're told that really young, oh yeah, that will change your life. Yeah. Cause I didn't know that I was orgasming at four wow. you know like you don't yeah. At five like you don't understand you don't have the the
0: words you yeah don't you the, don't
1: understand you just think it's exciting and it feels good yeah um, you
0: just know it's self,
1: it's yeah I, I used to pleasure. watch it's self yeah yeah i used to just like hair, watch so. cartoons and be like it made it more exciting so <laughs> it felt good why wouldn't i i thought you know yeah. and like i remember being five and i tied my hands together and i put tape over my mouth and I jerked off in like our living room and was like watching and going like Is any, And this I was fun. Yeah, yeah. And being I'm like having a time <laughs> <right> now, <laughs> baby exhi- exhibitionist. Where is everyone? <laughs> kind of like, but no. But you know that they could come in at any moment, and you're like watching. Wow. And I had wind like we had, like I was in the country in a forest, so not many people there. But at the same time, like I had big open windows, like it was. I, I did it because it was that it was exciting, and yeah. like I got away with it, and I'm like very happy. But <laughs> but like, do you know what I mean? Like I, you can't verbally words are so you know at such a disadvantage to de- to describe our experience often but you can't a five-year-old doesn't know how to explain that no. you know and like I could talk about later how then you can be like oh yeah I like reading fanfics about like rape fantasy and like slave sexual slavery and yeah. like then you start going oh, okay yeah yeah that's that. and you watch porn and you're like I'd like to do that yeah. <laughs> <laughs> which is like my whole life story is just watching porn and going like that looks real fun. That looks nice. Yeah, suspend, <laughs> suspended fucking, and then, like, yeah, that looks really cool. Um, I hope I can do that someday. And, uh, <laughs> and uh, yeah, so, um, but, yeah, when you're at that young age, I don't think you can really put that into words, or just even as an identity or an experience. Like, it's, there's so much about, I like, uh, I think Connor Habib has said that, like, kink is every part of your personality, It's like every part of your sex, your sexuality is every part of you. So I don't like it when people try to separate that where they're like, oh, it's just shit I'm into or whatever. And you're like, no, no, it comes from you. It comes, but it's all of you. Mm -hmm. So it's the cultural scripts you have. It's your physical responses. It's your history in your personal relationships or with your parents or Mm -hmm. it's very Freudian in that way. Um, and, uh, yeah. Sex is life. It's all, yeah. Yeah. It's all, yeah. Yeah. yeah, Yeah. And what you get aroused by is a mixture of all, of contradictory things even. Mm -hmm. Right. So it's, um, it's so hard to actually put into words into language most of the time. Right. Mm -hmm. So I think, uh, it's a wonderful, <laughs> this is weird now, where I have to try to wrap this up in like a bubble, in a bow, where I'm just really talking out of my ass. Um, <laughs> um, where, where I love it, I'm on the edge of my seat. I'm literally just like, kind of how's like, she gonna wrap this up right? before we go
0: on break? I was just gonna say. <laughs>
1: I was gonna say like just go on your own journey and like
0: explore and be safe but and like bring your personality in the bedroom bring your whole self into the bedroom yeah and bring your yeah. yeah and bring the bedroom into your whole life like it's we're all integrated. Uh, in the the I, <laughs>
1: no, but can I be g- genuinely, perfectly honest? Mm-hmm. Um, I genuinely believe that because I masturbated at a young age and mm-hmm. was in touch with my sexuality and mm-hmm. did not see it as a negative at all or something shameful. Mm-hmm. I genuinely think um, because I grew up um, very secular, like my we never went to church, mm-hmm. none of that stuff. But when I, once I got to exposed to, like, I was taken to Sunday school or whatever, mm-hmm. and immediately they're saying, like, don't do this with your body, don't do this. It's all this moral policing that mm-hmm, institutions, mm-hmm. all institutions love to do because mm-hmm. that's how you control populace is through their body and mm-hmm. their mind. And uh, so um, I remember going, N- what are you talking about? This is bullshit. I've been doing this for, like, five years and nothing bad has happened to me. Mm-hmm. Nothing's happened. I've been doing it for five years already. Like, yeah. nothing Bad happens. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I remember being, it's literally, I think it actually was the start of my critical thinking and my wow. uh, skepticism is because, and I think I was like that as a teenager too. Like I just was like questioned everything because I was like,
0: Good.
1: yeah, but yeah but no, but genuinely, I think being in touch with your sexuality, especially young m- leads to that because, and deprogramming yourself really. I mean, if you, um, can I be like, genuinely, if you want to have a better sex life, deprogram yourself. Yeah. Honestly, from all the shit that you were taught, that's yeah, not natural. All, all like, these things that are not serving you, yeah, that you're just doing because you think you should be, yeah. Or um, institutions are telling you that you're not normal. Yeah, trim that, yeah. trim that
0: fat right off. Yeah, just yeah. If get you want to
1: spice up your bedroom, become a feminist and like deprogram your entire. <laughs> become thing. an atheist feminist. <laughs> <laughs> I would never tell anyone to necessarily do that, but for sure, like keep. Uh, uh, question shit. Yeah. <laughs> asking questions. Love yeah.
0: it. Okay. There we go. She did it, folks.
1: Uh- <laughs> yes, touchdown. We did it.
0: I'm really happy about that. Okay. We're going to take a really quick break and then we'll be back with our friendly neighborhood, Polly Kinky, sex worker, whiskey. <laughs> you a little bit about our sponsors for this episode our first sponsor is oasis aqua lounge a sex club located right here in toronto at 231 mutual street it is a body positive environment and they are shame and judgment free when it comes to pleasure and play they're an inclusive and diverse venue welcoming of all sexual orientations and gender identities it's also a community hub for all sex positive folks educators entertainments and businesses so thank you so much to oasis awful lounge for sponsoring this episode our second sponsor is come as you are come as you are is an amazing sex shop that is founded here in toronto and it is located at come come as you are is a trans owned trans operated feminist anti-capitalist sex shop that wants to give you the best products at the lowest price possible And they're gonna prove that to you by offering a 15% discount when you check out at comeasyouare.com using the coupon code bedpost. That's B-E-D-P-O-S-T when you visit comeasyouare.com. And our third sponsor for this episode is Unicorn Collaborators. Unicorn Collaborators is a business that has been running here in Toronto for about five years, buy two queer unicorns. They mostly make leather goods and they make everything from collars to cuffs to thigh harnesses to boot harnesses to the regular pelvis strap on harnesses that you've come to know and love. Unicorn Collaborators is a body positive brand, which means that they make products for all body types. And if they don't have something in your size, they're happy to make a custom piece just for you give them an email at unicorncollaborators at gmail.com, follow them on social media, or DM them for inquiries. This week's sponsor is Lovecrafters Toys, a non-gendered fantasy sex toy line that offers products like strap-on compatible tentacle dildos, dragon egg Wa balls, and squid butt plugs. These geeky and playful products are body safe and handmade using platinum grade silicone. And if you wanna purchase these whimsical sex toys, check out the Lovecrafters Etsy shop, or head on down to our full-time sponsor's website, com. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Bedpost Podcast. I'm here with a whiskey. Yeah, <laughs> shimmy, shimmy, shake. Um, since this is kind of the last month of the year, I thought we'd kind of do... Um, you know, just talk about a year in review, um, because I understand something kind of interesting and different happened for you in your sex work career this year.
1: Yeah. Um, yeah, I guess it's a little over a year now. Um, a couple... Actually, no, I think it's a year to this month. That's Oh, oh that's nice, Aww. isn't it? Yeah, I think I left my agency... Th- about a year ago yeah so that's nice yeah so this is actually my first year um, being an independent escort as I, opposed to I was with the, an agency mm-hmm. before that um, and uh, very happy to get out of there yeah uh, yes uh, um, agency versus independent is always a little tricky mm-hmm. um, but I think most I think uh, agencies are a good place to start if you don't really know how it works or you don't have a lot of like confidence or most people do it for the security. But as you go or like on like clients, I imagine. Yes. Like ab- how do you get clients yes.
0: if you start independent? Abs-
1: absolutely. Is. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I very consciously did that to get my name out there. And mm-hmm. um, that's really nice. the uh, tips to new girls or new uh, not girls. I shouldn't say that um, tips to new providers uh, and sex workers. Just get your uh, get some good reviews really early. -hmm. Like do stellar service, Mm -hmm. be super nice, and like accommodate and like to your boundaries, obviously. Um, But just like really um, be like open to people and give good service, and uh, try to get a couple people who review Mm -hmm. and get your name out there because it makes once you're know it's same with camming. Once you're a known thing. It makes it way easier to get Go ind- be independent. Yeah, and get good clientele that you that you personally like to see. Instead of with an agency, a lot of the times you'll see people that are theirs and they don't really care about you. You want people who care about you. Mm-hmm. You want people who want to see you, and that's the draw. Because that's one of the best parts about this gig is that like you get paid to be a version of you, but it's still you, and it's still like. Um, I mean, <laughs> normal labor is so alienating, and so, like, um, we, it, you know, you're not really bad, va- you don't feel valued a lot. Yeah. It's not personal, it's, you're just there, you're a cog, right, a lot yep. of the time. And you don't feel, like, a lot of personal satisfaction. Yeah, Sex work is, uh, not like that a lot. You, it, it, like, knowing that some people are paying for your time, and that's what they're paying for, is, like... It's pretty nice yeah I mean honestly yeah it did it really changed my yeah it changed my whole life because you have to get really um confident and know your boundaries and know your self really well and like it's uh it really you do you get you have to respect your time and your body and your you really and I didn't have those things when you start out you're I was a bright-eyed you know, just out of It's a little baby, <laughs> yeah, just, just a, wee, baby. a wee little little baby sex worker, and uh, just getting out of like a master's degree, and was just like, why you'll pay me to have sex, and then you know, then eventually you know it gets yeah. normal. And... So
0: there's a learning curve. Yeah,
1: for, for sure. sure. And but it's uh, it's really exciting, and then eventually you go like, oh yeah, no, like people will accommodate me, and like I- I'm a draw. Like it's kind of neat. It's you do feel. Um, There's other times when it's lower and you're like, oh my god, <laughs> you know, where it's a little bit more like, oh, it's just a job. It's work. Yeah, it's today, work. Anything that's work. It feels like work. Yeah, anything. Yeah, of course. There are bad days. Yeah. There are good days, there are bad days. Yeah. There's any job. Yes. Yeah, that's the thing I remember when I, like, started that was shocking, where, like, people will get up in arms about the physical nature or, like, some you know lots of things that are really just moralizing but where you go you don't come home from an eight-hour shift with like tired and and sore feet and a bad back and wanting to just veg in front of the tv yeah and like that is complete yeah so if i go like oh i threw my back out at work it's like what labor isn't like that you know it's just kind of goes with labor and sex work one of the reasons i still do it is because in comparison to typical labor you know a Eight hour a day, you know, work week. Mm-hmm. Um, It's shorter hours and just um, the labor is more satisfying. And uh, it's it's I, under your own terms, especially if you're t- independent. Yeah, you can. I mean, that's you do have to meet a demand somewhat. I mean, that's uh, you can work whenever is like a little bit of a nomenclature, but it's true. It is true. You do make your schedule. It, you're running a small business if you're independent. And I've always. Um, thought of it that way, and, like, done overhead, and, like, I always took it very seriously. Yeah, like a business person. Yeah, yes, exactly. you have to, because yeah. especially when you first start, you're making m- money that, frankly, I worked in service jobs. I would never seen that amount of money middle middle class, sadly, yeah. just middle class salary, basically, mm-hmm. and I would never seen that as a young person, and uh, I, you know, I was very conscious of, like, don't spend this all, don't go out and buy handbags, and, like, don't do that yeah don't create this really high cost of living for yourself yeah that you've
0: got to now
1: try to keep <laughs> which up. would be my number one suggestion for newbies is like don't like i remember hearing that i've met 20 year olds who were like i made so much i was hoping to spend it all tonight no you don't no you don't, you don't have to do no you don't you have don't. to spend all your money on your friends right now because like save it <laughs> or invest it if you're really smart um yeah. uh yeah trying to figure out like the advertising and how do you sell your not sell? Right, yeah yeah because if
0: you're independent <sighs> yeah you got to
1: do the hustle of yeah um finding all the clients
0: you got to be putting yourself out there online and- yeah uh, yeah, doing all that part because that's
1: something where a, a company would do that for you. Well, let's be charitable about company <laughs> agencies are really a person with a cell phone and a right. dude who has a car ah! who, who has muscles. Right, exactly. <laughs> That's really what an agency is. Right. That, so, if uh, that's another thing I would say, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> so, if you are looking into options, <laughs> if, you, if anyone is interested in sex work, um, an agency is a totally legit way to go. But just be, there's no company. <laughs> it's not, you're not in a limo. Like I tried to sit in the back. no office. I tried. Yes. It's Yeah. And it's a dude getting high and going, oh, I fucked up the booking time. And you oh. go, oh, great. Um, yeah. Oh, great. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Which is one reason I left an agency because I was, yeah. you know, you know, like um, I'm back. an hour late. <laughs> like, yeah. Stuff like that where you're yeah. like, I could run my own business. Yeah. Thank you. But um, they would do all that for yes, you. Yeah, and they'll, I mean, you communicate, yeah. They do th- the
0: website, and they do the Yeah, and you're, they'll, bookings.
1: Yeah, and if sometimes they'll pay for your picks, which is very helpful if you're just starting. Yeah. yeah. Um, although I will say one thing about agencies, too, is they tend to favor more cisgendered sex workers mm-hmm. um, and basically no men or trans or um, non-fluid people. Mm-hmm. You kind of have to put... Uh, Cis face forward (laughs) Mm. Like I'm I present very femme now And I enjoy it And as my Part of my personal life Mm -hmm. But I also do it As a conscious choice Because I just have more options It's what sells Yes Very much So You do have to be Conscious of that as well Um Sex work is great Because you can make a living Just Living your lifestyle And having options And um you know I don't have to hide my hair color or if I had piercings or you know stuff like that yeah. that you have to put up with. Tattoos or whatever, Yes yeah. yes yeah. but I mean I I know for sure that I get um, bookings because I don't have tattoos for example mm-hmm. and because I have a lot of older clientele mm-hmm. so it's not that you don't face these things and I'm incredibly privileged because I am a white person mm-hmm. and I present as cis and mm-hmm. femme and because um yeah I'm just a cisgendered white person. Person. Yeah <laughs> and like we I have privilege in my life but I, in this sex work as well. Like, you yes. know, uh, my standards are completely different to someone who's transient or who's, um, non-fluid or who is non-white. Yeah. So yeah, I'm always conscious of that. And, um, yeah, but definitely trying to figure out how to advertise. And yeah. I should say, I, I've only lived in Toronto for about since April. Mm-hmm. So okay. I also moved this year. Okay. Okay. <laughs> so yeah. this was also, how do I get clients in a new city? Oh, yeah, I still yeah. have a lot of my old clients, um, and uh, I commute a lot for work, but how do you get your name out there in a big, big city with a lot of fish? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> and it's a lo- very saturated. Yeah, um, especially for sex work up yeah. here, because, you know, it's a very expensive city, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. and uh, so, you know, people are trying to get by. Yeah, a so... lot of people realize it's... <laughs> it's, like, a, good it's a good option. It's a good option. It's a good alternative you? to yeah. labor, yeah, to standard labor, yeah. so...
0: So, what are you doing? Because um, I kind of talked about, just very briefly on the last podcast I did, my fucking bedpost Instagram got shut down. Oh. So, um, and things that have happened this week uh, is Tumblr is banning oh all uh, sexual content. adult content, sexual explicit content, mm-hmm. starting on December 17th. Facebook has now put out this crazy thing how yeah. you can't even uh talk about
1: sex sex yeah you can't it's really big brother you really. oh under his eye oh it's crazy and and it's it's interesting to see people's reactions which is very like what why or like tumblr's all about sex like how could you do how that's the attraction yeah like that is tumblr their content yeah yeah that is it yeah And I'm saying with Instagram, right? Like, how many... Yeah, so my my Instagram's
0: gone, and, like, I've got 10K on bedpost on Facebook. I expect that to be gone soon. Yeah. I
1: would yeah it's you got it in the name. <laughs> it sucks. Yeah, well, I have been investing in my Twitter, which is really Yeah, so Twitter is left, but yeah. for how long? And is Twitter the thing? and Twitter's been the main, I mean, most career people I think would say that that's really where they get their best clients and how they really maintain their brand and their exposure. Yeah, and, for sure. Yeah. Cuz you can cuz you can post full nudes on and clips and things on Twitter and they won't do anything. Yeah. But um, that's probably gonna be gone soon. Too. Yeah, for how long? It's yeah. like Yeah. And oof. realistically and, 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 and like back in the like so Backpage. page is gone. gone. Yeah, backpage is gone, which broke my heart. I never used it, but I that was where I was gonna advertise when and I went out. And, and it, that yeah, it was went, a
0: great resource for yeah. sex workers. And yeah. that's gone. And then Craigslist
1: Personals, personals, is, personals gone. is gone. Personals yeah. is gone. So it's like Yeah, and uh really the only one left right now is Leo list and they are terribly exploitative and they charge Exorbitant rates and especially to people who are uh, non binary and like they totally discriminate and it's terrible. Uh, and uh, Pornhub, which is yes. the same exact same, yeah, they take they, a huge cut, you know, steal and, content and yeah, steal yeah. content, yeah, steal content. I mean, so you have to like link under. I mean, you can be, I have a, I think I have a Pornhub account that I've never used, yeah, like really. And also, just your percentages are crap because you're also doing all of this yourself, like. Anyone who works in sex work, no one's doing it for them. Literally, they're doing everything. They're advertising. They're buying. The- you're a fucking entrepreneur. You are.
0: <clears throat> you really are. It's the startup costs. It's all you. Yeah, it's man. All the labor. It's all you. Yeah,
1: and it's you have to all re- the PR work. Yeah, all you. And the and it's re- your line and your line for profit is really like you have to look at your margins really carefully if you're going to do this for a long time and um, <clears throat> uh, yeah and. If anyone doesn't know, it's because of a law that was passed in the US um, this year (laughs) called two laws called Sesto FOSTA. And uh, I forget what they stand for, but it's basically something about the fight against online trafficking. Sex
0: trafficking. Right.
1: Um, And that's an issue that's been in sex work forever, which is people and feminists used to do this as well. And some probably still do. Where they conflate consensual sex work, an adult choosing to, you know, engage in this work. Yeah. As a way to support themselves. And with, uh, with trafficking. trafficking, yeah, which is slavery, yes. <laughs> which is
0: modern fucking slavery
1: yeah. and uh, is a completely first of all, they don't advertise in the same areas that we advertise. Mm-hmm. That is such a fucking misnomer. Mm-hmm. They advertise on the fucking dark web and they fucking advertise on like it's it's just ridiculous. The amount of ads that you would see on Backpage that are trafficked people is completely uh, not really representative of like the actual percentage Do it's you... a very they're yeah, making it bigger very, it's yeah. so small it's a
0: very small percent. very small yeah. very small that share the same platforms as as yes consensual adult sex workers yes doing their fucking job yeah
1: but like in terms of ratios like it's not even close like it's not 50 50 it's not even close mm-hmm. and uh, because no, yeah, it's fucking slavery and people don't want to advertise that. Like, do you know what I mean? Like, it's just, oh, uh, it makes me mad, but they're trying to make it sound like it's this big phenomenon. And specifically also they try to make it sound like it's a, like a white middle class phenomenon. It's not, it's fucking, mm-hmm. oh, God, no, no, it's yeah. not like the people who this happens to are like people frankly who don't care, if, uh, people whose society frankly don't care if they go missing. Yeah. That's, I mean, like, if you look into serial killers too, like, that's who oh, they yeah. pick. It's all, like, Aboriginal yeah. sex workers. Yeah. Yeah. It's people who are the most disenfranchised yes. already, who yes. have no support from society already. Yes. So it's that. It's not white people. Folks. It's not a white panic. Yeah. It's ridiculous. And, like, no one really is in trouble of that like that man on fire movie my parents used to believe that movie and i was like no white girls are getting abducted in mexico yeah. it's not how it works it's yeah. just it's the reverse it doesn't that's not how it works so they've passed these laws to theoretically stop this scourge of trafficking now first of all in u.s law because the u.s i refuse to work in the u.s i have tons of u.s clients mm-hmm. um and a tons uh, sometimes they'll ask me to come over the border and I just straight up went, I will not work over the border. And they'll be like, well, we're just going to hang out. And you're like, no, you don't understand. I I just won't. It's a boundary that I can't because the U S laws are just ridiculous. And they, they do, they put up cameras and they do witch hunts. Like it's a thing. Like it's terrifying down there. Mm -hmm. And, um, it's just not as safe either. Um, and it's scary. So, they um pass these things to try to curb sex trafficking and sex trafficking in US law they've made the definition so broad that it basically means sex work yeah consensual yeah. sex work yeah and they did that purposely so of you course. hear you hear trafficking and you think something that's not what the actual law details the the laws actually detail like um yeah consensual uh, exchange of, exchange services. of services for
0: funds. <laughs> yeah.
1: yeah, yeah, and um, it's ridiculous. And they did, yeah, they did. They defined it so broadly so they could attack basically all sex workers. Yeah, yeah, everywhere. Yes, yeah. it was just a camouflage for what their actual intentions are. And realistically, also, it's um, to target to target non-binary people, to target queer people, because who are the most likely to go into sex work. A, Aka an alternative to normal labor, people who can't get jobs in a normal marketplace. Mm-hmm. Or sorry, I shouldn't say normal, but you know what I mean. Like yeah. in the a United heteronormative, supply. yeah, yeah, in a heteronormative environment, who is discriminated is discriminated against the most? It's queer people, and people of color. Queer yeah, people. Yeah, ex- yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So. It is 100 percent people who are disabled. People yes. who
0: struggle with uh, yes. invisible disabilities, like yep. mental
1: illness. Yeah, and I count as all of those. Yep. And yep. it's not all of the, sorry. <laughs> 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 I fall under some of those umbrellas, and yes. that's also why I do this work. But um, it is 100 percent an attack on them, yep. and that is it was to take the most disenfranchised people and to disenfranchise them even, even more. Even more. Yes, that's what's happening with this bill.
0: Alrighty, and that is a weird place to kind of cut it off, I know that, but um, at the time we uh, weren't sure exactly how long we were going for, and then we decided to go really long and just record two parts. So this is the end of part one. Please stay tuned next week for part two with your friendly neighborhood poly kinky sex worker whiskey. Um... You can follow Whiskey at uh, her Instagram, which is at SoItGoes underscore five. And uh, if you're living in Toronto and you want to check out the Bedpost Stage Show... In the new year, that's 2019, we're at the Social Capital Theatre, the third Friday of every month at 8. Um, I want to always direct listeners to the rest of the podcasts in my podcasting network, The Sonar Network. Check us all out at sonarnetwork.com. Uh, give a big thank you and a shout-out to Stephanie Copeland. She does all my original music for the podcast. You can check out her work at stephcopelandmusic.com. And as we mentioned on the episode, my Instagram got shut down. So please follow my new Instagram at the Bedpost Show. And I want to give another big thank you to my guest, Whiskey. Uh, I was just loving the conversation so much that I wanted to uh, have Whiskey for two weeks. I want to get a little drunk out of whiskey, drunk whiskey. whiskey. Thanks for listening, guys. We'll see you next week with part two. Bye.
1: This podcast has been brought to you by the Sonar Network.
0: Sonar.